Welcome to Men Alive, a biblical journey to help us conform to the image of Jesus Christ. I'm your host, Paul Estabrook. Our teacher is my longtime friend, Dr. Jim Cunningham, consultant in adult education, director of Go Teach Global, and author of the book, Men Alive. Dr. Jim. Paul, some men listening today have secrets known only to themselves. They have never told their parents, their wife, their children, their friends. They are living with a lie. What an unbelievable way to live. Always afraid that someday, some person will reveal the truth and their world will implode. It's like the pastor who committed adultery, never told anyone, and then lived in fear that some Sunday, in the middle of his sermon on, you shall not commit adultery, a woman would stand up in the audience and say, Yoo-hoo, pastor, remember me? Well, here's a story about ten brothers who agreed together to tell a lie. It's the story of Joseph in the book of Genesis. Joseph had ten older brothers and one younger brother. But Jacob, their father, loved Joseph more than the older ten. Jacob made a coat of many colors for Joseph that set him apart as his favorite son. As the story goes, Jacob sent Joseph to see how his ten older brothers were getting along while looking after their flocks in a distant region. The brothers saw Joseph coming and conspired together, captured Joseph, and sold him to slave traders heading to Egypt. Now comes the big lie. The brothers decided to kill a goat, dip Joseph's coat in the blood of the goat, and then send the coat back to Jacob with this message. Look at what we found. Doesn't this robe belong to your son? Notice how callous the brothers were. They did not go back with the coat. They sent a message with a servant. Doesn't this robe belong to your son? They did not even refer to Joseph as our brother. He is your son, Jacob. Poor Jacob. There were no forensic tests in his days to check the DNA of the blood. Jacob recognized the coat as Joseph's and believed that a wild animal had killed his son and tore his body to pieces. The Bible says, Then Jacob tore his clothes in grief dressed in burlap cloth, and mourned deeply for a long time. Meanwhile, the traders arrived in Egypt and sold Joseph as a slave to Potiphar, an officer in Pharaoh's army in charge of the palace guard. Now before we talk about what happened to Joseph, let's think about these ten brothers and their grieving father back in Hebron. The brothers have told their father a lie, a huge lie. Their father is grieving, but they cannot tell him the truth. They have a sworn pact among themselves. Nobody must tell the truth or else. I am guessing that every year on the anniversary of Joseph's birth, the father grieved again. And every year on the anniversary of Joseph's death, he grieved again. Over and over on an annual cycle, the brothers watched their father grieving because of the sin they committed. But that sin could not be confessed, revealed, or reconciled. One can only imagine the grief Jacob bore over the loss of his favorite son over and over, year after year, while his deceptive sons watched in sworn silence. Scripture does not say this, Paul, but I'm guessing that even the servant who brought the blood-stained coat to Jacob had to be aware of the lie. Maybe he was threatened or even paid to keep silent. That is unknown, but we do know ten brothers were living a lie. Back to Joseph. He is taken to Egypt, likely in his teen years, made a slave in Potiphar's house, falsely accused of rape, 
and placed in prison. More years pass. Joseph interprets dreams for other prisoners, gets released to interpret Pharaoh's dreams, and is appointed as second-in-command of all of Egypt at the age of 30. He then supervises seven years of abundant harvests, and then comes the seven years of famine as revealed by God when Joseph interpreted Pharaoh's dream. Joseph is at least 37 years old, maybe even older. His brothers are back in Hebron, still living with their lie. For how long? Perhaps 20 or more years. I grew up with three brothers. For four brothers to keep a secret from our father would have been a challenge. Ten brothers living alive for 20 years is hard to imagine. There may be men listening to this program right now who are thinking, yep, that's me. You're thinking, nobody knows what I did, but God knows. Nobody saw me, but God saw you. Nobody heard, but God heard. Fast forward. After some 20 years, 10 brothers stand in front of Joseph, the brother they had jealously tried to remove from their lives. Joseph is alive and well and the number two ruler in all of Egypt. You could hardly write a movie script with a bigger plot twist than the story of Joseph and his brothers who were living the lie. You are listening to Men Alive with Dr. Jim Cunningham from Go Teach Global. This week we are offering a free PDF booklet by email titled A Tale of Two Lions. This booklet shares life lessons in spiritual battles from 1 Peter. Request it from menaliveuntogod at gmail.com. That's menaliveuntogod at gmail.com. Ask for A Tale of Two Lions. Now back in Hebron, Father Jacob agreed to the conditions set by the man in Egypt, unaware that this man was his own son. Jacob said, If I must lose my children, so be it. The grieving of Jacob was beyond measure for the feared loss of his children. But the story in Genesis had a remarkable ending. The brothers repented of their sin, were reunited with their younger brother Joseph, and ten brothers were freed from living a lie. Jacob, at the age of 130, was reunited with Joseph. The lie he heard for all those years was over. He now knows the truth, and the truth has set him free. He has 17 more years with his sons before his death. Now comes another amazing aspect to the story. Before Jacob died, he gathered his sons around his bed, the same ten sons that lived a lie in front of him for over 20 years, the same ten sons who gave him over 20 years of grief and pain and a sense of loss, the same ten sons he had to forgive. Jacob now saw that out of his grief and pain and loss, God had an even greater blessing for his family. What does Jacob do before he dies? He blesses his sons. How awesome is that? Those same ten sons who lived a bold-faced lie in front of him, he now blesses. Only God can give grace to us to be an agent of reconciliation to someone, especially a family member who has lived a lie in front of us. From personal experience, when I wrote the book Men Alive, I said, the less we confess, the bigger the mess. The Apostle James said, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. Paul, I heard you tell a story of a blessing that came after someone in your family was freed from living a lie. 
That person was our older daughter, and I have her permission to share this story. Our family returned to Canada after serving as missionaries in Asia for 15 years with two agencies in Manila and Singapore. Unknown to us, our older daughter was living the party life. One night, five years later, I came home from the Canadian office and my wife met me. She very graciously said, Our daughter has something to tell you tonight that you do not want to hear. How you choose to respond to her will affect the future of our relationship with her. Our daughter told me that she was pregnant. The man was no longer in her life and wanted her to have an abortion. As a father, I was devastated. She cried and asked her mother and me to forgive her, and we did. She was released from living a lie. No more hiding the truth from her father or her heavenly father. The change was amazing. She recommitted her life to Jesus. We agreed she would keep the baby and we would help her to raise the child. She also agreed to finish school and study for a career, and she did. Some years later, while working in her new job, the Lord introduced her to a Christian man who loved her and accepted her and her young daughter as part of his life. They married and now have four more children of their own. That granddaughter is now enjoying her own happy marriage and a very successful career. All her life, she has been our blessing. Thanks, Paul. My brother, I have traveled overseas with you and that very special granddaughter. I agree, men. She has proven to be a blessing to Paul and his family. You have shown me and your family and everyone who knows your family a powerful illustration of grace. Like Joseph and his father Jacob in our story, when there was forgiveness extended to the ten brothers for selling their brother into slavery, great things happened. There was freedom from deceit and shame and lying. There was release from guilt. There was restoration of relationships in a family affected by sin. There was reconciliation between family members. How does this happen? The one living the lie must be willing to take the initiative, confess their wrong, and ask for forgiveness. This takes courage, my brothers. It takes courage. As we said at the beginning, some men have secrets known only to themselves. You have never told your parents, your wife, your children, or your friends. You may be listening today and you are living with a lie. Afraid that someday, someone will reveal the truth and your world will implode. You are afraid to tell the truth. You rationalize that you do not want to hurt your father or hurt your wife or your kids. But men, if you sincerely and humbly acknowledge and confess your sin, Scripture says, God is faithful and just and will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You can start a new life, free from that addiction, free from those images, free from hurting your body, your soul, and your spirit. In essence, you become born again, clean and redeemed. Yes, there are consequences to every sin. Joseph's brother had to live with the brother they sold into slavery. They had to face him every day knowing he had the power of life and death in his words, but believing he saw the blessing. You meant it for evil. God meant it for good. Paul's daughter still had to endure the stigma of having a child out of wedlock, but she was free from guilt. Her choice not to abort the baby produced a blessing that continues to this day. 
We are on your side, men. We want you to be free from living the lie and free to be alive unto God through faith in Jesus Christ. Begin today. Accept Christ as your personal Savior, confess your sins to Him, and then become an agent of reconciliation with those you have lied to all these years. God's blessing is then given to us as sinners saved by His grace. There you have it, men. We follow Jesus Christ, who is the way, the truth, and the life, becoming like Him in our thoughts, our words, and our actions. Remember to request our free PDF booklet by email titled, A Tale of Two Lions. It shares life lessons in spiritual battles from 1 Peter. Request it from our email address, menaliveuntogod at gmail.com. That's menaliveuntogod at gmail.com. Men Alive is a production of Go Teach Global. For more information, we invite you to visit our website at goteachglobal.com. There you can listen to all the Men Alive programs you may have missed. That's goteachglobal.com. Until next time, I'm your host, Paul Estabrooks, on behalf of Dr. Jim Cunningham, encouraging you to be men alive, conformed to the image of Jesus Christ.